my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Welcome to Before Breakfast, a production of iHeartRadio. Good morning. This is Laura. Welcome to the Before Breakfast podcast. Today's tip is to make your holiday gatherings more meaningful with a clear purpose, thoughtful beginnings, and mindful endings. This tip comes from The Art of Gathering, How We Meet, and Why It Matters. In this book, author Priya Parker provides eight principles for gathering well. I'll mention just a few of these principles today, but I recommend reading the whole book. The Art of Gathering draws on Parker's experiences designing gatherings of all sorts, from international peace talks to baby showers. Parker's main idea is that intentionality paves the way for meaning. Most people don't think about this. Parker accuses us of fussing over the crudités and hoping for the best when it comes to the human beings. But really, gatherings are about people and relationships. And here's how you can use that insight to take your holiday parties to the next level. Parker's first principle is, in her words, decide why you're really gathering. Because it's Christmas or because it's New Year's is not, in itself, a reason. These are categories of gatherings, not their purpose. What is the real why? Deciding this is essential because the purpose of your gathering, according to Parker, is a tool, a filter that helps you determine all the details, grand and trivial. For example, if you want to build relationships across generations of your family, you might not want to have an adult's table in the dining room and a kid's table in the kitchen. If your purpose is to have lighthearted fun with your team before a demanding season at work, you might be better off at a bowling alley than in a stuffy restaurant. The purpose of your gathering shapes every other element of planning and execution. Also essential to your gatherings? How they begin. And I don't mean when guests show up. The real beginning happens at what Parker calls the moment of discovery, when your guests first learn of the gathering. One of the first ways of priming your guests for what's ahead is in your naming of the event. Rather than just a New Year's Eve party, you might invite friends to raise a glass to the joys and learnings of 2019. A cookie swap could become a time to share cookies and stories, emphasizing the relationship-building aspect of the gathering, not just the cookie part. When you let your guests know about your gathering, you can also ask them to begin preparing. Parker points out that we're comfortable asking guests to bring a bottle of wine or a dessert, so we should feel equally at ease asking people to contribute in ways that connect to an event's purpose, rather than its logistics. 
For example, she describes a gathering when the host asked everyone to send photographs of happy moments from the past year. The host then printed the photos, cut them out in circles, and placed them on the Christmas tree to resemble ornaments. When guests arrived, they were immediately drawn together in delight as they shared stories of the year and learned about what constituted happiness for each of them. Just as you're intentional about how you begin an event, Parker advises thoughtfulness in ending your gatherings too. Now, in most cases, people just start drifting out, but this is a missed opportunity. As she explains, a strong closing has two phases, corresponding to two distinct needs among your guests, looking inward and turning outward. Parker continues, looking inward is about taking a moment to understand, remember, acknowledge, and reflect on what just transpired, and to bond as a group one last time. She describes this experience as having an affirming moment of recalling not what we did here, but who we were here. Perhaps this could be gathering your family around the piano to sing a favorite Christmas carol before everyone gathers their coats and hats and heads home. Or it could be posing for a friend's picture where everyone shows off their holiday sweaters. After turning inward, the second phase of the ending, according to Parker, is turning outward, preparing to part from one another and retake your place in the world. Your job as you do this, Parker writes, is helping your guests find a thread to connect the world of the gathering to the world outside. One way to do this is by giving your guests a party favor that symbolizes some important aspect of the gathering. No, we're not talking about the clutter that winds up in children's birthday party bags. Parker suggests we ask, how can I use this gift to turn an impermanent memory into a permanent memory? Perhaps after you've made a gingerbread house with your nieces and nephews, you give them gingerbread house ornaments. Or maybe after a get-together to welcome the new year and share your hopes for 2020, you give your friends a little notebook for recording their joyful memories in the year ahead. Maybe after a family Hanukkah dinner, you give your children and grandchildren your grandmother's recipe for latkes, written out in your own handwriting, a memento of the night that they'll pull out years from now when they're hosting dinners of their own. This holiday season, here's to paying less attention to the crudités and more attention to the people so that our gatherings make a difference in our lives and the lives of others. In the meantime, this is Laura. Thanks for listening. And here's to making the most of our time. Hey, everybody. I'd love to hear from you. You can send me your tips, your questions, or anything else. Just connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Before Breakfast Pod. That's B-E, the number four, then breakfast, P-O-D. You can also shoot me an email at beforebreakfastpodcast at iheartmedia.com. That before breakfast is spelled out with all the letters. Thanks so much. I look forward to staying in touch. Before Breakfast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, listeners. I know you love mornings. And with nearly 300 beaches in Puerto Rico, each one is a reason to wake up early and catch a picture-perfect sunrise. Puerto Rico has nearly 300 miles of coastline, 
and the island's diverse geography offers everything, from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches and beaches perfect for water sports. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 